Welcome to the show. I'm Jesse Eubanks. Back in episode number 19 of the Love That Neighborhood podcast, we explored the topic of special needs. And we heard from the Robertson family whose son Nicholas has special needs. Well, Nicholas actually has a twin brother. His name is Nathan. Now, unlike Nicholas, Nathan does not have special needs. He's a typically developing young man. He's gone to school, gotten a job, while his twin Nicholas will forever remain at home under the care of their parents. And so here's Nathan Robertson talking about growing up with his twin, Nicholas. I walked into the bathroom where my mom was giving my twin brother, Nicholas, a bath. The question I wanted to ask burned in my stomach the way it does when you're eight years old and you're about to ask your parents a question that will probably make them upset. However, the question needed to be asked, and I was going to be the one to do it. The redness slowly filled my cheeks as I stood guiltily, even though no words had escaped my mouth yet. Head down, I could see from my peripheral vision the mirror through which I saw my mom glance up at me with a puzzled look on her face. What's wrong, Nathan? She asked. After a brief silence, I forced the words out of my mouth as fast as I could. Why do you love Nicholas more than me? Nicholas has a rare genetic disorder called Angelman Syndrome. It is a deletion in the 15th chromosome that eliminates his ability to speak, to think critically, and to even walk on his own. He will be fully dependent for the rest of his life. Every day, someone has to change him, bathe him, dress him, and feed him. We did not find out this information until Nicholas and I were about three months old. That was hard, to say the least. I wish I could write a whole story about my parents and their unrelenting strength and constant love and their unending displays of grace, but that would be much too long. I think it may be wiser to simply tell the story of how I lack those traits and how I finally found them in an unexpected place between the covers of my first copy of Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes, written and illustrated by Bill Watterson, is about the many adventures of a rambunctious boy named Calvin and his stuffed tiger Hobbes. The comics are all fueled by Calvin's imagination. To him, Hobbes is a full-grown tiger that he talks to and plays with every single day. Now, I'm going to be open and honest here. It was years before I realized that Hobbes was actually a stuffed tiger and not real like Calvin thought he was. I'll never forget making that realization and running downstairs to my dad and yelling frustratingly, Wait, is Hobbes not real? He laughed and said, Yeah, you didn't know that? He's just a stuffed tiger. Those were such profound words to me. He's just a stuffed tiger. To me, he wasn't, though. And he wasn't to Calvin, either. I decided that though I knew he wasn't real, I would imagine he was a full-grown tiger who sometimes acted as if he was a stuffed animal. Every new book of comics I got was like a completely new adventure to me. I can still see Calvin as the renowned spaceman Spiff flying through space with me sitting next to him as his co-pilot. I can see Hobbes and him playing Calvin ball as I came running out of the house to join them. But maybe most of all, I can still clearly see myself laying in the grass with them as they discuss the meaning of life and other philosophical questions. Everyone may have told Calvin that Hobbes couldn't talk to him, couldn't go on walks with him, couldn't understand his intellectual mind, 
because he was just a stuffed tiger. Calvin never saw it that way, though. Hobbs was his partner in crime, the one he told all his secrets to, the one he tested all of his jokes on because he knew Hobbs would always laugh. Who had a right to say Hobbs couldn't do those things? Slowly, as I worked my way through more and more of their stories, I began to glance up from the pages and see Nicholas sitting in the chair opposite me. I began to tell some of the jokes to Nicholas to read them aloud and perform each little vignette of Calvin and Hobbes' life. Who is to say he couldn't enjoy these stories too? Just because he couldn't talk or walk or understand didn't mean that he should be ignored or viewed as nothing more than a fully dependent being. Then it hit me. Hobbes was a stuffed animal, and he couldn't walk on his own or talk on his own or understand people speaking to him. But that never stopped Calvin from trying to make him feel as though he could. Every time Calvin and Hobbes would climb up a tree, Calvin had to carry Hobbes up with him. Every time they rode down a huge hill in a wagon, Calvin had to hold Hobbes so he wouldn't fall out. Every time they had a conversation, Calvin had to speak for Hobbes. Every time Hobbes didn't understand the strange ways in which humans behave, Calvin had to explain it to him. If these stories were so important to me, then I should be willing to do the same. More from Nathan when we return. Stay with us. Hey guys, it's Rachel. So recently we asked some of our alumni to talk about their experience serving with Love Thy Neighborhood. And I'd like to share one of those with you right now. So this is Gideon Battis. He's actually a U.S. Army pilot. And here's what he had to say about his time serving with Love Thy Neighborhood. I feel like Love Thy Neighborhood taught me that I can't make it through life on my own. But you need the people who are there, the deeper connections, the deeper relationships of those who will come along and when they see that you're not doing well, actually dig in to try to figure out what's wrong, what's going on, and how they can help. So if you want to find your social justice internship supported by Christian Community, head over to lovethyneighborhood.org and apply today. Welcome back. I'm Jesse Eubanks. Okay, back to Nathan Robertson's story. As I think about the past 20 years that my brother and I have spent every day of together on this earth, I'm reminded of wonderful conversations and adventures that we've shared. Perhaps we've never been out west together, but we've been to old rundown saloons with John Wayne and tested our quick draw with the greatest gunslingers. We've been to Camelot and sat around the table as King Arthur presented a rousing speech. We've talked together about the meanings of our existence and how the world could be a better place. At this point, I think he's far more on track to answering that question than I am. And yes, to some, it may look odd that I'm talking to Nicholas and he's just staring back at me with a huge smile on his face. One thing I failed to mention is that one of the major symptoms of Angelman syndrome is frequent smiling and laughter. Nicholas laughs all the time, but to me he's not laughing for no reason. He's laughing because he sees things in a way that I don't. He sees the world through eyes of joy, not eyes of frustration. To him, every day is an adventure, whether someone decides to join him or not. It simply took me a while to get in the wagon with him. I think it's funny to realize that my major discovery through the stories of Calvin and Hobbes was something that my parents knew all along. Nicholas's dependency never meant their suffering. It meant their opportunity to join him on an adventure that few had traveled on and experienced. I wish I had seen that sooner. I think I could have loved him better, like my parents did. Why do you love Nicholas more than me? The question fell like a flat basketball on the pavement. It just sort of stuck there. 
I'll never forget how my mom looked at me, trying to channel her frustration at the question. But ultimately, it was her love for me that shined through. Nathan, we do not love Nicholas more than you. We love all of you the same. But Nicholas needs us more than you sometimes. One day you'll grow up and be on your own, and Nicholas will still be here, and I'll still be giving him a bath. But Nicholas doesn't just need us. He needs you too. God didn't make you twins for no reason, okay? It was such a short response, so simplistic, and yet so powerful that it shook me to my core. It might seem more realistic to say that even after her answer, I continued to struggle with the question, but I didn't. The question never again breached my mind. My mom's response really unlocked a door of understanding for me. And strangely enough, it was Calvin and Hobbes who opened it. We're both 20 years old now. He's a good bit shorter than I am. His foot is five sizes smaller than mine is. And he has watched far more Jackie Chan movies than I will ever hope or want to watch. A particular Calvin and Hobbes strip comes to mind when I think about Nicholas. Calvin says to Hobbes, You know what I pray for? What? asks Hobbes. The strength to change what I can, the inability to accept what I can't, and the incapacity to tell the difference. You should lead an interesting life, Hobbes responds. Oh, I already do. I'd like to say that I live my life that way, trudging through life with an innate ability to get through hardship. But the more I think about it, the more I think it's more true for Nicholas. His disorder makes him laugh all the time, so he uses it to bring joy to others. His disorder doesn't allow him to have complex conversations, so he simply smiles in response and accepts it. So, whether he understands what's going on or not, he's always looking for the joy in a situation, which certainly leads for an interesting life. I always looked at myself as Calvin, trying to be a life-giving force for Nicholas and trying to allow him glimpses of a normal life. However, I think for a long time I was the stuffed tiger, and it was Nicholas who's trying to wake me up and go exploring. Thank you to our storyteller for this episode, Nathan Robertson. If you would like to experience how those who are different from us often have so much to teach us, Come serve with Love Thy Neighborhood. We offer social justice internships supported by Christian community for young adults ages 18 to 30. Learn more and apply at lovethyneighborhood.org. Music for today's episode comes from Lee Rosevere and Blue Dot Sessions. Theme music and commercial music by Murphy DX. Which of these was a neighbor to the man in need? The one who showed mercy. Jesus tells us, go and do likewise. Likewise.